Welcome to the Tuck Cast with a splash of bourbon presented by Tuckasegee Fly Shop with locations in Bryson City and Silva, North Carolina. Be sure to follow the crew on Facebook at Tuckasegee Fly Shop, Instagram at Tuck Fly Shop, and YouTube at Tuckasegee Fly Shop for the latest information and instructional videos. Be sure to visit TuckFlyShop.com for all things fly fishing in Western North Carolina and beyond. Today's episode is brought to you by Norvice. From their original 1970s prototype to their new legacy stainless steel vice, Norvice has been committed to one thing, efficiency. The company's long-standing slogan, tie better flies faster, truly encompasses what the Norvice fly tying system does. The good folks at Norvice believe you deserve to tie your flies consistently and in less time because of the ease and benefits engineered into this outstanding tying system. For more information, visit www.nor-vice.com and check them out on YouTube to see how you can maximize your tying time by relying on the functions and benefits of the tested and true Norvice. I'm your host, Shannon Big Mess Messer, joined by Bobby the Bernard Wonder Bennett, Coach Dale Diesel Collins, and Jack of All Trouts, Jack Tamborski. What's up? What's up, everybody? Man, every time you say that, www. Think about www.memories. I don't know what you're talking about. It's that country song, like circa 2000. Uh, 2001. I just think of George W. W. Um, w. 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 Man, nobody knows. Is that Kenny Chesney? Or no, that wasn't Kenny Chesney. You're the only one that knows it. <laughs> I went I'm, to several Kenny Chesney somebody concerts. Somebody comment and, and tell us what Bill's talking that. about. Please, please do. I've never heard I of believe you. It's, it's, a, it's a good old, it's a, like old country song. Like, not age old, but saying like a country song should be saying. Okay. Not... The way they are now, where it's like, is this rock and roll or is this country? Yeah. I don't know. It's pop it's, country. It's not like a Conway Twitty song. No. <laughs> no Florida Georgia line. Hey, darling. <laughs> You're nice to see still you. ugly. <laughs> what, man? But you know what? He was very, very smart because he catered to the female crowd. And who was buying the records? The ladies. I mean, it, I mean, he was a very smart businessman. And then he had, remember, he had his uh, amusement park over in Nashville. I don't, no, I don't remember that. You don't remember? No, no, All right, no. so this it was called Twitty. I do not recollect City. Conway <laughs> Twitty. No, I'm, I'm not. Twitty I'm not, City. Twitty do City. Do don't oh, say that one slowly. <laughs> it actually did exist. You can Google it. Bring the ones. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> singles on. <laughs> woo woo! Ride the train, man. I think oh, oh Lord, man. So anyway, hello everybody. Welcome one to the Duckcast. Took us down that no. road. There's no bourbon so far in this one, as far as I know. What was in so those brought drinks? Brought to us by Cookout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sweet tea. Sweet, Sweet tea. tea. That is it. Oh, my heaven. So, yeah, it's good to see everybody. Good to be back. Yeah, Shannon's back from his adventure. So <laughs> It was an adventure. It Welcome was back a good to one. the South. Welcome to the South. You went, you went to a foreign country for a little bit. This is I, was, I was in a district. Yeah. District of Columbia. You were out of state. They were, uh, you know, they're trying to make it a state. What do you think about that? I think that it's a no bueno. Yeah. Uh, no good. Because it was the reason why it's not a state is so it doesn't have, let me say, absolute power. Um, you know, that they wanted it to be a, you know, just a district mm-hmm. because that one state says, oh, we're, you know, our state, we're the capital of the United States. Um, that's why it's set up that way. So I, yeah. I don't think, uh, you know, it should. I think the Democrats are looking for the House. You know, it takes a whole lot more than just a congressional vote to make that happen. I'm yeah. pretty certain that's a states have three quarters of the states have like to vote. Like thirty eight states have yeah. to kind of yeah. like ratify it. Yeah. Like well, constitutional yeah. amendment mm-hmm. kind of deal. Yeah. So right. 
Yeah. That's a reach. Yeah. I th- it's, you know, they've tried it before and it's failed. Yeah. Just leave it what it is, you know. The, the Why do district. they want it? Well, they have no representation in Congress. Right. So there's taxation with no representation. Yes, I can see that point. They put that on their tags uh, 10, 15 years ago. It says (laughs) taxation without representation. You never noticed that? I never noticed that. I didn't either. Yeah. It's on their tags, their license plates. We almost hit that car driving up there in January. You didn't see that tag? I did. Interesting. Yeah. Very, very interesting, the the things there. But yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, Tommy, uh, Tommy White was a good, was a good interview. I think the interview, he did a great interview on Shannon. He did a great interview. Yeah, he, uh, he definitely he turned the table on you. But it he sounded delegated good. that, didn't he? <laughs> yes. It sounded good. You guys did a good job. Um, I got tickled about Dale being out of breath doing the intro and what? the outro. Oh, yeah. Oh. I was just like forgetting to breathe when you start reading something and you don't want to mess it up. I thought you were going to do it like the Micro Machines guy. Like That's what did. I thought. I was waiting for you to go through it that way. Right. Well, that was the first time I read it, too. Oh. <laughs> Bobby said, who's going to read this? I was like, uh, I guess I will. I didn't want to, so I passed it. <laughs> I can't read. Like, maybe it's like an Pass hour before book. it was like, Dale, I need you to read this. I would have like practiced and right. we could have totally done some. Sure. Well, I was actually going to do it, and then I thought, man, i got to read this and push these buttons. Sure. This is going to be a disaster. Yeah. It is, it's a lot to do when you're you're trying to do multiple boards there. So you guys did a great job. It sounded good. It looked good. Um, it was it was a good podcast and brought up a lot of good information about uh, the cold water fisheries we have here and the things that Trout Unlimited is doing along with the volunteers. So good job there, um, for sure. So it's fun to be back. Got away from the squirrels. Yes. <laughs> did you get any materials? I did not trap any squirrels. <laughs> did not trap any. Oh, but I guess they you were, can't because it's, it's national park. Man, we oh. were so we were sitting there. So Alex and I rode the. We rode the bike all the way from basically our hotel to the to the Jefferson Memorial, and then back around, came across the highway, um, back up to the Lincoln Memorial and turned our bikes in. And there's a refreshment stand, and it was open. And we're sitting there at that table and the umbrella. You know, of course, we had water. And I looked, and that squirrel is right underneath Alex. Hmm. I mean, it was like there. But he said, no, Dad, I did some research. When they get in that position like they're prone when they're laying on our stomach it is actually to um kind of get away from predators it's it's a position that they they assume when they're you know a predator is about to get them there but we literally had one squirrel come up to us and kind of get up on his back sit on its hindquarters He's some peanuts. and like reach out like he wanted you to hand them some food I was like, man, this is this was. We're talking about squirrels or squirrels. This is squirrels. No, no, nothing from anybody. It was all squirrels. Speaking of which, though, speaking of which, I didn't. Speaking of what? So so here we go. No wait, no wait. (laughs) Talking about handouts, okay? So we were. I did. I did. I did buy. I did. I did. I did buy a guy. I did buy a guy a a a hot fudge Sunday. I I did. I did buy a deal. Wasn't it like ninety degrees up there, and you bought him a hot fudge? That's what he wanted. Uh, he was very nice, you know. He, I, I took, I took care of his. You know, what's a buck? Okay, I bought yeah. him a hot fudge Sunday. It was only a buck. It was a, whatever. McDonald's. Man, I didn't pay attention. I bought him a hot well, fudge. Ain't nothing a buck. Up okay, there. so I bought him a hot fudge nut Sunday. All right, without the nuts. <laughs> <What>? um, <laughs> Never heard of that one. I didn't ask for the nuts. So, oh, but really? anyway, you're not getting away with anything. This today, is getting Shannon. better you're, by you're the back. minute. Yeah. Getting better. God, where was I going with this thing? Oh. So Alex, Hand so out. so after Tanya Braden had to leave to come home, um, you know we had ridden, ridden bikes up there on Wednesday um, or Thursday rather, and that was we kind of did down the you know the National Mall and stuff, and that was a good way to get around. And then 
Friday, after Tanya and Braden left, Alex and I went over to a place and we ate outside. But we rode these two Razor scooters, the red ones, and they have the best suspension, had the big tires on them, and they're pretty legit. So his code was P-R-A-N, and mine was C-C-A-Q. You have to scan the codes on them, right? So I looked at him. I said, you know, I said, let's get the bikes because the bikes are going to cost less why, money. Why did we do this in January? All right. So we did. <laughs> so we So we did. A lot better than so walking we did, five miles. So we, so we did the bikes and stuff. And then when we retired the bikes, I said, man, we got to get a scooter. I ain't pedaling back up this hill. So we got these scooters, and they were Lime scooters. That's the, the company that yeah. does them. Well, their wheels are small, tiny. There's no suspension, man. They, they were bad. They were bad. But once we saw our scooters still sitting where we dropped them off, we're like, dude, we're getting back on these things, right? So we go through where Washington Circle is. Right down below that, there were some tents set up with people sleeping in the tents. Well, as we went by on the scooter, I looked, homeless, not protest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I went in. Uh, we went past, and the, the flap was open, like the window flap. Dude, there was eight boxes of Nike. There was eight Nike shoe boxes stacked up in oh, that snap. joint. <laughs> wow, they got in on some of that loot. I'm game. like, Alex, <laughs> dude, did you see those boxes? I'm telling you, they did. Oh, um, yeah. So you know, that Footlocker it was a. Uh, <laughs> And it was, uh, you know, interesting. We were waiting, you know, for, you know, uh, like Lyft and stuff like that. And, and uh, you know, seeing the buildings where we're at right there that had, they were boarded up or they had been damaged. Some were boarded up pre mm-hmm. to kind of prevent it. Uh, but they even went down through Georgetown, old Georgetown. They went down to the Patagonia store. They knocked out the Patagonia store windows. Yeah, I saw some of your pictures. They got that. some of that down through there. Tanya got a lot of that stuff. But uh, the hat prices are going up again. <laughs> Yeah, Thanks, could be, Woo. could be, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it, it was a good trip. Uh, shout out out there to the Metropolitan Police Department of D.C. Officer Harold Thomas, who took the time to talk to our family up there at the uh, Farragut Square. They were protecting a statue up there. Um, he subscribed to the Tuck Cast, thanks to my wife. Oh, awesome. yeah? Yeah, absolutely, right on the spot. <laughs> being pulled awesome. out the thing. So. Harold Harold Thomas. So, awesome. Officer Thomas, if you're listening, man, we appreciate you guys and all, all your all your Absolutely. brothers and sisters up there. Come down, let's go fishing. Absolutely, that's what we talked. He talked about. He loves this area. He's he's been here. Um, so really like that's this cool. area. So, uh, if you're listening, we appreciate you and uh, appreciate everything you're doing up there. But overall, uh, with the museums being closed and stuff, it's still a good trip. Not a lot of people, of course, which made getting to, you know, the the. Um, the statues, uh, the monuments, easy. and stuff like that was was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't ask for for better, honestly. That's cool. um, was Arlington open? You Arlington was closed. We were going mm-hmm. to go there Sunday. Excuse me, Saturday. Uh, it is only open to families with passes. Uh, wow. We were going to go do do kind of do the tour thing with military. You got a discount, but it was closed. They were setting up for the fireworks, mm-hmm. so we saw the transition throughout the time frame where them fencing in areas, getting that stuff ready for the fireworks for this week, the Fourth of July celebration. There, cool. Uh, went to Capitol Building, all all around the, the places, and uh, we had a good time. And Braden had a good time. I I think both boys would like to go back. And uh, so yeah, it's it it great to time. see the Capitol. It's, it was cool. It was. It, it only took me forty nine years to get there. Yeah. Um, so I've been there twice in like six months. Six months. So yeah, yeah I'm sorry. Five months. That's yeah, all like so, that. Yeah. Yeah. If it wasn't for you guys, this probably wouldn't have happened because it really um, inspired. We something. probably encouraged you to get bikes for sure. And it really, <laughs> it really, no, I uh, probably killed on the first two days, but um, <laughs> it, it inspired the boys. Yeah. 
you know, once we were talking about it, you could just see the enthusiasm and Alex and even Braden want to go there by yeah. sharing those pictures. That really spurred this on. So huge thank you to cool. you guys for um, kind well, of. Well, it was an honor to yeah. take you there for the first time too as a veteran. Yeah. Like that's uh, you know you fight for this country and had never seen what you're fighting for in terms of uh, infrastructure. It's pretty cool to take you up there. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. The timing for the uh, uh, Trump laid a you know did a wreath up there. Yeah, did for you the get to see that? Um, so wreaths. we were there actually right before. Well, we were there before it happened, and then after, of course. And I took pictures of those. There were wreaths there that were from some of the schools in in Korea, thanking our our soldiers. Mm. Of course, um, mm. my papa and Tanya's papa both served in the in the Korean uh, War, so that was always kind of special to us there. So yeah, yeah, cool beans, cool beans, man. Well, that's awesome. Anyway, cool, 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 cool. enough enough of me. So we don't have like a huge topic today, but something that we it's kind of on our minds because there was an accident in the national park this past weekend. Somebody actually drowned. What had happened was so we uh, we figured we might go over just some water safety for everybody, and it wasn't a fisherman that that drowned, but it was a I guess a tourist. Cause yeah, he was I think from, a family just enjoying. Yeah, he was from somewhere in North Carolina. I don't remember the town, but um, you've probably seen it on the news if you follow anything like that. But uh, so, yeah, we just figured, hey, it's a good time to talk about water safety, kind of, especially with people coming up here that maybe aren't even fishing. You know, it's, you know, how to be responsible around the water, be mindful. Um, you know, it's a beautiful thing. It's a great thing to enjoy, but it can, you know, turn serious pretty quick. And I think that's kind of what happened this weekend. So um, I don't have all the particulars on it. I just, I know that it sounded like a, a child maybe or a teenager or something fell in, was in distress, and a gentleman jumped in. Um, I don't know if they were even related. I can't remember. I'm not sure. I, from from Michael's post, it was it was hard to tell the age of yeah, the yeah. I think in the, the news report from involved. the Smokies, I think they were related. Were they? But anyways, the, the child survived, but somehow the gentleman that jumped in that was in his 30s, he, he drowned. So um, they actually had to – it took a little while. They had to search and find, find his body because it was at the bottom of the river. So uh, In a deep hole. Yeah. So, you know, the the name of the game there is be careful when you're out there. So I figured we'd just maybe go around the table and everybody mention, you know, hey, these are things that I've done or didn't do or seen or, you know, some stuff that maybe help folks out there to kind of just key in like, hey, do this when you're on the river so that you're a little safer. So we'll let Shannon start it off. Wow. Um, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, right off the bat, water is dangerous. I don't, I think people kind of get... Um, Lacks around water, you know, water rec represents, rec you know, recreation, a fun time. Um, but it's easy for something to go bad real quick. When you're waiting on the water, uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge um, advocate of a waiting staff just to help you, you know, check the depth of water. If you, you know, if you're not quite fleet footed, it certainly helps you maintain balance, keep you from going down. But a waiting staff. And the other thing I caution people with is that anytime you're turned with your back toward the water current, we're at our weakest point. It's no different than if I walk up behind Dale and I, I go to, to push him. He, he's not as strong because he's not facing me head on. So I, I'd really try to show people and encourage them anytime you're moving through the water, make sure you're at an angle where you, you're at your, your strongest. Yeah. And, and, and I think the other thing is you have to respect water. You have to respect oh, it. Yeah. It's a. I had a cousin drown. 
Did you really? I did. I, I had a cousin drowned on uh, on my birthday when I turned fifteen. Wow. Um, over in in Buncombe County. Um, so I I know what it's like to to have a family member you know perish underwater. Um, swimming accident. Um, they had to use cadaver dogs on a boat to to locate Danny. Um, you know that was um, I, that's something that I'll, I'll I'll never forget how that went down, man. I was at football practice and nobody come and pick me up. Hmm. Um, neighbors came and picked me up. Um, this was in 1985. Uh, he had he was out at the uh, dock with his friends. You know that night prior, obviously, so the 16th. It was dark, full moon. Jumped in a lake and never came up. Mm. And got stuck kind of in like sediment mud kind of bank and it was it was not good. Oh my gosh. It was not good. Um but the cad- cadaver dogs yeah. found him and um it's just always stuck out to me the importance of, of water safety. Oh yeah. And, kind of knowing um, what's there, what yeah. your surroundings are. Um it's easy for something to go wrong real quick. Regardless of how experienced you are, how strong of a swimmer you are, things like that, it can go wrong for you really, really fast. And um so I have the utmost respect for water, and uh, if I could pass along those few pieces of advices, uh, advice there, that's that's kind of what I throw mm-hmm. to you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Jack, how about you, man? Yeah, you know, uh, water is always going to be stronger than we are. So uh, I don't know. After reading that the other day, my heart just kind of dropped, and it made me reevaluate how I spend my time on the water and how the next time I'm going to be out there, what I could do differently to to take a better, to take more precautions. I guess you know, like. I don't use a waiting staff, but it kind of makes me think maybe I, I ought to carry one with me or, uh, you know, as something as simple as putting studs or cleats in your boots, you know, just anything to give you a little bit better grip on the bottom uh, can go a long way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some of these rocks out here, we, we joke around, we say they're, they're slicker than deer guts on a doorknob, right? And I mean, that's no joke sometimes. I'm pretty good on Dude, my I've feet. Dude, I've it twice today. <laughs> and it hurts. I mean, shoo. It's easy if you fall down and uh, and your belt's not tight. It's easy to get water down in there, and you become a lot heavier really quick. So uh, you, you really can't underestimate that. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's the biggest thing you just handed out there is the the belt. So um, I've been trying out these new uh, Orvis ultralight waders, and um, I fell out at Thunderstruck the other day, and below like downstream. And oh, slick it down is, there. Yeah, yeah. that was very slick down there. But uh, yeah, it was out there with Patrick, and, uh, and I told Patrick, I was like, "Man, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to fall down here." But um, yeah, I had, so the belt, you know, I fell, but the belt kept the water from going all the way in. And I mean, I think that's that's probably our number one safety thing out there year round is is our waiting belt, and I think it gets overlooked and. You know, a lot of times I'll see folks out there waiting without a waiting belt on, and I'm just saying, man, you're, you're that's that's your biggest risk is not having that thing on. So, uh, if you're out there listening, make sure you got a good waiter belt, and uh, if you don't, the next time you're here, let us help you pick one out. So, um, but no, that, that I think, you know, I don't know. Have you said one yet? But what you said one yet? No, I don't want to take yours. No, go for it. Go for it. Keep going. Well, I said the I said the belt, um, but boots are important. Yeah, you know, and and uh, you, you know, you, somebody one of y'all guys said something about the cleats, but uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm today I wore a pair of boots that I normally only wear in the boat, 
and they did great on 98% of the rocks, but there was some type of rock out there that these boots were not going to grip. And, and I fell twice one time, almost taking out the client. <laughs> so, so yeah, it was, he, he heard me going down and he started walking faster. <laughs> he didn't want to get drugged. Yeah. <laughs> Dale's going to grab my arm and pull me down. Yeah. So a little juke move. But uh, but no yeah good make make sure you got good footwear out there. Yeah, I think from you know the equipment standpoint is super important from a fishing side side of things. But you also kind of got to pay attention to what's going on. I know I've I've had a couple of experiences on the tuck where I've actually been hit by a log because I was angled down. I was swinging streamers and stuff, and just not looking back upstream. And a lot of times when I do that, it's higher water because I'm using a two handed rod. And if it's a big enough log it could do some serious damage. So, you know, kind of be mindful of everything. Like take that quick glance upstream before you make your next cast almost every time, because you never know what's coming down. Obviously we flash flood conditions, all that we could go into all that stuff, but you know, pay attention to the debris that's in the water, the depth of the water, like Shannon mentioned, I think super important. You know, if you slip and hit your head on a rock and nobody's around, that's probably not going to be the best thing. That happened on Scott's Creek. Yeah. Oh yeah, recently. Two weeks ago. Oh, yes. No the way. sheriff was telling the sheriff. Yeah, they found the dude yeah. four days later. Yeah. Oh my god! They I had did not to, hear about yeah, that. The, yeah, yeah. He's, they had to use the dental records to identify so, him or something. Oh yeah. I, I know a lot of us like the solidarity of fishing, and it's nice to go on your own. Um, but it's probably a good idea to let somebody know that you're going there and where you're going, <laughs> and if you have a buddy or a relative that can go with you, probably not a bad idea, honestly. Um, you know because one slip and that's it and yeah. it takes four days to find you maybe or well maybe i've never. had people in the shop that were going out to like forney creek by themselves i'm like hey you know swing swing by the shop and let us know you made it out yeah <laughs> you know that's that's for their safety not just you know wondering how they did yeah yeah, yeah i agree so it's really just kind of like think outside the box when you're on the water um you know, know your limitations. There's a ton of people that are like, oh, yeah, I've waited. I've done it my whole life. Fished well, in Alaska. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Red flag. <laughs> you know, if if you feel any discomfort walking into that water, you probably shouldn't go in it. That's right. I think we've all been there. You know, you, you kind of get into a spot and you know Oof. you might be fishing for a minute. You're like, oh, wait wait a minute. This how is it, how is it you can go across one way, but coming back sometimes it's like. Oh, I know. And the glare sometimes you don't yeah. think about it. One way you can see through the water and, you know, coming back. and You get on that side so, and you're oh. like, how the heck did I get over here? Yeah. And like, you start like wobbling a little back and forth. You get nervous. Oh, man. Well, and, you know, the other thing is, is understanding dams and generation schedules. Yes. Not only here, but everywhere. Yeah. I mean, the tuck, the, the tuck, you can kind of figure it out. Okay. The water's starting to come up. I need to. You know, you're starting to see the debris in the water and the the mica dust and silt coming through and, and logs. Um, but I know, like up on the South Holston, that stuff comes up quick. Yeah, and and Nanahala too. Nanahala, they were guys. Yeah, they so um, I think every every year somebody gets into trouble up on the South Holston. So um, make sure if you're fishing a tail race, you check those damn schedules and understand them. And if you don't call the shop that's that's nearby, and you know, we'll we'll definitely explain the situation yeah and if you if you can't find an answer to it probably just don't go go find find another body of water the the other thing that will happen here too with us because of the amount of rain we get is you could be down uh in an area and it's not raining however up on the ridge top it may it may dump an inch or two inches in a 30 minute time frame 
and you could be fishing and all of a sudden you can start tell the water's coming up and it will come up quick. Yeah. Um, that happens. You need to get out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Don't, don't wait and get out. You're about ready to get a flash and it can be come up quick, go down quick, but it can be, you, you could get stuck somewhere and on the wrong the, side of the river, a wrong side or not <laughs> even get to one side or the other. Yeah. That will happen here. Um, count on it happening during the summer months. If you're yeah. here, just be understand that it you could be out there and that happens. And I think that sometimes people don't think about the weather yeah. affecting the flow that quickly. Mm-hmm. But these ridge tops, as we know, riding the edge of the Smokies and the Blue Ridges up around, it can come down hard and fast. And when it does, what, it can spell disaster. What year was it that Straight Fork blew out? Where they had that log jam that let go and it like, oh. there were fish in the bushes and trees that was and stuff. In the hatchery. Yeah, that was in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. That was in the 90s. That's yeah. when the road was closed up through there. They had yeah. to rebuild a road up through there. I mean, it can happen that easy. It can. I was up there last, last, it's like uh, two summers ago fishing a stretch. And I knew I could tell all of a sudden the water just went. The the color changed like Dell would hit a switch, like a light switch. I'm like, okay, it's coming. And I was in an area I had to get out then. When I got out and bought it and, and got all my gear off and stuff and got down, uh, you know, in my car, drove down the road and waited, and it came, and it came, and it was ultra fast. Mm-hmm. Never rained where we were at, yeah. where I was at. But by golly, it's up on the – up on the ridge, man, it, it came yeah. down hard. Well, you take Deep Creek. I mean, if you're fishing in the picnic area, I mean, you got nine more miles of creek going, I guess, northwest there. And, um, yeah, things can be completely different. I got to say, in, in especially the hard boat, um, just about every time, if anybody's been on the boat with me, you may not notice this because I obviously try to hide it. But <laughs> <laughs> Now I mean, you know. Now you know, like – but uh, yeah, the, if if the water is low, especially if you get caught out there on a low water day and you're going over a ledge, I mean, it, it's kind of like, oh gosh, I hope this goes well, because <laughs> like you said, shit, it can happen so fast, mm-hmm. and uh, you know you, that that rock, that rounder that's not making any kind of you know suppression in the water or whatever, it uh, it can spin a boat around quick, and you know we hear those those horror stories up on the Madison, fortunately. We haven't had too many accidents in boats here on the Tuck, and it's a miracle. Yeah, the last one I remember being what two a couple week, years two ago, winters ago. Yeah, yeah it was in February where they sunk that boat down right at the ramp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Ooh, that could have gone south. It really could have. Old Mike Kesselring was there to save the day. There you yeah. go. Shout yeah. out to Mike. That's right. You know, um, with the amount of people who come here with their their new boats, and it's there's, like the first time growing number. We're of people really that. fortunate that. Yes. Well, and I saw I saw a couple guys. Uh, they had brought up a new um, hide, and it was an aluminum hide. Okay. And so, and it was a lower water day, but you can they, hear them coming from a mile away. Oh, they did rock. <laughs> Doom. <laughs> All the fit. I mean, you know, you might as well just forget catching it. Well, I, I noticed that they were, you know, kind of tailing me all day. A couple times they passed me, and they passed me really close. So that told me right there they didn't really know what they what was going on. But I noticed they were just following me the whole day. So I figured out, okay, they obviously don't know where they're going. They're following my lines. And I was completely okay with that. I'd rather them follow my lines and get down safely um, than get into trouble. And certainly, I mean, there was a couple times where they hit a rock and it was a loud boom, you know. 
and uh, they got out of sight. And I just thought, man, I hope they figure out which way to go on that one ledge. Yeah. And then they came back in view, and I was like, okay. They did. <laughs> but they, sure enough, they're like, yeah, we just bought this boat. <laughs> it's our first trip down the tuck. And it's running like 320. Yeah. And three sound t- like they're from Tennessee. <laughs> but i mean so we we you bring up a good point we got a ton of people bringing their own personal crafts up here to float which is fine um but i just hope everybody's you know keeping the nose pointed downstream and understanding the flows because it can be dangerous if you go out there on lower water high water is fine yeah you usually can roll through everything yeah all the rocks are covered up but the low water to a, to a limit though <laughs> well sure yeah yeah so so what's i mean so, so this i mean this i think this is going in a great direction up here on South River Road, North River Road, which we know is the Silva, um, Webster, Dillsboro stretch, what do you feel like is a good flow for people to float, and especially maybe someone who's never floated like a high, like a low water, high water number? Give us, give us a, give us a good number there. Um, I wouldn't take the hard boat below three hundred, and I wouldn't I, take the raft below two hundred for this stretch here in, in Webster, Silva. And that. that's right. And at three hundred on the hard boat, I can still get through the North River Roadside. Right there around Steve's place. Okay. Yep. But if it gets any lower, you yeah. ain't getting through there. Right. What about like a high? What's water? a high number? Like what would you say is the limit of safety wise? Not necessarily fishing. Like I don't know. Fishing. I mean, because the thing that comes into question is the logs again. Yeah. I heard, visibility um, too. Well, the visibility. Um, but we were out on a day. I guess it was running around a thousand this spring, and we hear a and a log had come through and was rolling under the boat oh wow oh, gosh, i mean yeah. it was I, sh- I shouldn't say a lot it was a it was limb a big limb yeah yeah and it was it wasn't enough like we didn't feel it or anything but we could hear it so how many flies did you lose on it oh no <laughs> yeah, we we're good but you know that could have been a sure a tree, a tree mm-hmm. and that could have got us in trouble so i don't know about the high end okay i mean there's definitely people who go out there and get crazy but mm-hmm. um on the tuck in bryson city i think the Different high animal. end yeah they're, they can get dangerous down there and i think i in my mind, there's no reason anybody should be on the Bryson City DH at – and I know people will probably disagree with me on this, but I really don't care. Um, go make your own podcast. The uh, <laughs> 3,000 CFS, you, you ain't going to catch – you're not going to catch fish really, I don't think, over 27 anyway or 25. So at 3,000 CFS, you're out there for a boat ride, and if you're paying for a guide at 3,000 CFS, you need your money back. So, cause you're going to be a quick float. It's going to be a quick float. Yeah, it's hard. It, uh, it's hard for the anchor to hold. Anchor ain't going to hold, and <clears> the fish are hunkered on the banks or on the bottom, and they're they're only going to eat what's right in front of them. And your flies aren't going to get to it right. either. The the one thing that we need to stress to the listeners or the people that may be watching this thing, if we get it up there, is that the Takasiji down in the Bryson City area is different than up here in the Jackson County area. It's a lot wider. You've got the kind of lefty watershed that's pumped into it, bringing stuff out of Soco Creek. That's right. Bunches Creek, Raven Fork, Straight Fork. Uh, I can go on and on. So it's a lot wider with a yeah. lot more water. So the flow down there, when we say 800 up here, uh, it's entirely different. It it's an entirely like. different animal. Yeah. 800 in Bryson City is in a low, yeah, low, low, water, low yeah. where up here it's a high water. Um, so understand that, too. That's okay. I took the stealth craft down the Bryson City stretch at 400. I think Earl Earl and his son were with me on that. 400 CFS. This was back 2016, so drought. And that was kind of dangerous in itself, too. 
Sure. I mean, we had to be very careful, you know, had to get out of the boat and obviously sure. navigate a little bit walking. But mm-hmm. um, there were rocks that were exposed that weren't normally exposed that right. can get your, your boat into a bad situation. That makes situation. it difficult, then. You're playing pinball and getting around them, and you get that boat turning around. You don't want to get pinned yeah, up. Yeah, if, if the hard boat gets sideways, sure. that's not ideal. Yeah. No. Undesirable so, situation. So, so what's some advice with someone who may be – uh, you know, with the bow of the boat that's fishing and, and they go overboard. What? So you're, I've had this you know, happen. So, before. so tell me, I mean, what I've are never you, had anybody what, go out? What would you, how would you react to the situation or before you start your trip and you're going over all the safety? Yes. Give me the rod. Give yes. me the rod. <laughs> so, I mean, your body goes where your head goes. Under, so right, I, I tell everybody mm-hmm. that. Correct. Um, but usually, I mean, try to stand up first. <laughs> But, that, you know, what they tell people in the Nantahala, keep your feet up. Yeah. I mean, because people have drowned on the Nantahala falling out of boats and their sandal strap gets caught on a rock. I've gone yeah. down a river in flood conditions. You want to keep your feet oh, up. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. You've, you've done that. That was I've an done, interesting. I've done some stupid stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. So, I mean, that's a I good point. That. That's where that led <laughs> so, to, you know, yeah, keeping yeah. your feet up in case that's something right. happens there for sure. Head out of um, the water, feet out of the water. Absolutely. Let your okay. butt hit stuff. Mm-hmm. There you yeah. go. You can survive that. And, and if anybody has their own watercraft, drift boat, raft, whatever, and they're you know, don't hesitate to book a trip with us and say, look, I'm, I'm wanting to learn how to row, and we'll be glad to show you. Yeah. I mean, it's price doubles, but that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's a public river, so it's like I'd rather people be safe. Mm-hmm. Another it, thing we've been seeing lately is children under the age of 12 out there on boats, and they're not wearing life jackets. In North Carolina, you do have to wear one. What's the rule on that? I be, It's 12 and under, correct? I think and, it's and you have 13 or 16. What is it? No, I, I think it's... Well, it's, I don't think it's 16. I think it's 12 yeah, or 13. I think, I think 12 our rule under. is 16. Yeah. Or at least on my boat. If you're 13 and up, you don't have to wear one. That's 12 and is. under, you do. But, no, we've been seeing a lot of boats go by. and those kids, those Yeah, a lot of social wearing. media. You know what's surprising about that? And I get it. It's a boat. But, like, when you're tubing, you don't have to wear one. I can't tell you how many little kids but can go down Deep Creek. And I'm like, mm. yeah. But is the tube <laughs> not your... I guess the tube is technically it, but it's not, like, clipped to doesn't, like It a, doesn't have a hole in it no more. Yeah, that's a good it's point. not like it puts because you're sitting in a seat. Yeah, now they're pretty it's fancy. It's not like the you know yeah. like the little ring you put around your your waist. Hmm. Um, but I've actually thought about because I've seen like some six year olds tubing Deep Creek. I there was oh like, I've seen a lot younger than that like kids in diapers. I yeah. think Alex was twelve or something. And one evening he and I went up to Deep Creek just to kind of get up there, and we hadn't been there long. The fishing was not great. There was just a lot of <laughs> tubing activity so <laughs> but i hear it I, I see it an inner tube coming empty i hollered alex to grab it there's a kid screaming cannot swim young kid coming down the river and i just go somehow by the grace of god i went and got this kid and got it and this kid was about to go in shock oh gosh and i looked at alex after we're done and in you know here comes a sister like kid coming down and finally his dad catches up had no clue what had happened Okay. Mm. Dad had no clue what had happened. This kid had overturned, screaming, just everything. And we're walking out, you know, after we got him back together. And I said, we were not here to fish today. Yeah. We, we were here for another purpose. Yeah. We were here to do what we did. You know, fishing was not in the cards. However, we, we were here to render assistance um, for that. And um, it doesn't take much. I mean, it, I mean, it doesn't not take much to turn yeah. a vessel over. Um, it's the power of water is is tremendous. So definitely, um, whether you're wading or swimming or 
Yeah. Uh, crossing a stream at a, at a river crossing that you're maybe hiking somewhere, you know, things like that. It, it, it doesn't take much to, to make your day go south real fast, man. Heck, even if you're driving, you get underwater, make sure you crack that window. Oh, man. <laughs> Turn around, don't drown. Yeah. Hey. And Unless every you're going year, to Thunderstruck. Every year, man. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's amazing what, what water will do to a vehicle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it doesn't take much. Man, if it will float an aircraft carrier... <laughs> it's going to pick your car. That's a great I mean, point. I mean, it's real simple, people. Use some common sense. That's well, amazing. Good points. Hopefully, hopefully, everybody got something out of that because that uh, that's an important topic, really and truly, it is. So, um, in other news, we're going to do a fishing report here in a minute, but we got some shop news. It's uh, sad but good at the same time. So, old Jack Tamborski over here is going to be leaving. He's uh, him and his wife are going to move out west. And uh, there it is. Move it all up. So he, uh, go ahead. To I'm the west gonna, side. I'm going to solo you out here on the screen <laughs> so you can tell everybody where you're going, what's up, all that good stuff, man. Yeah, we'll be out in Bend, Oregon. So if I know anybody out there, drop me a line. Say, hey, let's catch up. Uh, I'm pretty excited to be out there and, I don't know, have some different and new fishing opportunities. I'll probably pick up a two-handed rod, get into that. But uh, there's a lot of cool national parks out there. I'm looking forward to, to exploring, especially Yellowstone. Might have to go see Dale out here this August. I don't know. But uh, my wife has taken a job with the Deschutes County school system. I'm still looking. If anybody knows, you know, <laughs> drop me a line there. But, uh, no, it's an exciting adventure. You know, I turned 27 last week, and uh, we don't have kids yet. It's, it's an exciting time. So... You got one life, live it, right? That's what we're doing. YOLO. So I'm going to miss all my, my regulars, people I haven't met before that maybe have listened to me, or you follow me on Instagram. I don't know. Yeah. You come by the shop, said, hey. Uh, so, I, yeah, I'll, yeah, if you want to say bye to Jack, come by the shop in the next week or so. Yeah, well, so. I'll, I'll be heading out on uh, the 8th, which is Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. So. Mm. Well, and Jack, I mean, you've been with us, I think, uh, the December of the Four, year we opened. 14. So 2014 was when we threw you to the Wolves. <laughs> and uh, now you've, you've done an amazing job and been a huge part of part of our success. And uh, thank you so much for that. And, um, you know, it's, you know, Tut Fly Shop will keep going forward, but we won't have another Jack Tamborski. It's been a fun ride. Absolutely. Trying not to tear up right now. <laughs> oh man, let's get him crying. Come on, zoom in, zoom in. You were such a great employee. Don't Fine. leave. What are you guys going to do without me? You've only Fine been open tier. for like four months without me. You know. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. well, well, we do appreciate. <laughs> You'll be all right. It. Uh, we wish all the best, man. It'll be fun. Hopefully, we can uh, make it out to see you guys and hang out a little bit. That's what so. I'm excited about. I'm already trying to figure that one out. Yeah, yeah. yeah we've got so. the Deschutes River going right through town. There is more breweries per capita in Bend than anywhere else in the country. So I know, Dale, that'll probably draw you out there. Not to single you out. but <laughs> And you're not far from, what is it, Crater Lake National Park? That's just yeah, like south of I, you? I think it's 30 or 45 minutes, something like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, not too far. Be a little north of that. We've got Mountain Bachelor to the west. Do some skiing. I'd, I'd really like to get into some snowy sports. That's it. Blow so, the shoulder out again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just fall yeah. and yeah. take care of that. It'll be healed up just in time for me to blow it out on a black diamond. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Well. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, Jack, um, you know, it's, um, it's, a, it's an amazing time for you and Peyton. Um, 
you know, you're you're still in your twenties. You do have kids. Let's let's just reference that. Furry, that's that's, furry that's your, your furry four legged kids there. That's gonna be a that's long your, trip across country. And oh, um, big old dogs. Yeah. You know, I, I'm I'm happy for you. I'm 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 proud of proud of you for taking on the challenge. Uh, it's not easy to pick up and move, let alone pick up and move halfway across the the country or even further. all the way all the way yeah, across. So way. so that's a the that's, left coast. That's yeah. that's a long ways to go. Um, if anybody's yeah. wondering, it is 2,500 miles from the shop here. To where I'll be living. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes. Yeah. Uh, on the road. It's, be I here think. at 9 a.m. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, uh, the guys here are not going to be able to replace you. And, and I say that there will only be one jack of all trouts. Um, but you, we have started interviews. We, we started interviews. <laughs> We're trying to keep this deal here in the comedian. Big shoes to fill there. Um, but, uh, but but you will be missed. Uh, you know, I've enjoyed the time with you here in the shop, the time on the water, the time with Miss Peyton. Uh, wonderful family. Um, I was honored to be brought into this family, the, the Tuck Fly Shop family. Uh, so I'm losing a brother, but uh, but I, I wish you the very best. And uh, I know that you guys will be very successful. But uh, anytime you guys may need anything, just just pick up the phone and call. I appreciate uh, We'll do that, what guys. we can for It'll you. It'll take us four days to get to you, but just call us. me. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, Four days. absolutely, we can Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my friend! Oh, mercy! Oh, but uh, yeah, how much is an Uber from here to Bend? Oh gosh! <laughs> well, Uber, are they running Uber yet? Uh, no, I, man. We 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 use the the all that stuff up in DC. Man. Oh, did you? Yeah. I'm actually that's one thing I'm kind of excited about. I've never lived anywhere should, with public transit. You should Uber drive when you get there. That's yeah, your job. I've thought about like, it. That, what a great way to learn the roads and yeah. build network. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You can put the plastic. About it. Put the plastic up in the vehicle. Spoken from experience. <laughs> put up the plastic jack. <laughs> yeah, have a plastic across the back seats there and oh, everything. Man. We only had one that did that. Really? Yeah. Had it set up nice though. Well, there you yeah. go. But yeah, there you go. But anyway. So, uh, fishing report. Fishing, fishing report. Fishing report. <laughs> oh, this is. <laughs> This is the first thing. time we got it right. That was like everybody in unison except for like Dell. Dell's yeah, like I was, I was Dale's like, like Dale's like what? This just happened. <laughs> I can't believe that. Did I have to give a fishing report? I hear I hear enough of that uh, octonaut stuff at the house. Hey, so. look, Dale, Dale's camera just died. His perfect timing. He said right it may. He said it may die. But, so but, but guess what? Give him. Mine. We have a backup oh, plan. Hey, Dell, I can see you from yeah, the side. Yeah, 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 sure That's does. awesome, man. So no, so uh, yeah, fishing. Uh, make sure you start your day with a full gas tank, <laughs> especially and with the rain. With, this morning, uh, we had uh, Bob, Fred, and Gene. Uh, those are some great guys we had out at Thunderstruck back at the beginning of the month, and had them out today and tomorrow. But you know, we got to uh, you know start the day this morning, and the river was completely turbid in the national park, which was surprising. The Kanawha was ugly, and so. Yeah, we, we dropped back and punted and said, let's let's change the watershed. So we went to another watershed, same thing. So rain was coming from the northwest. We found a watershed where the water was coming from the south. Rain hadn't hit that. So uh, that worked out well for us. But, you know, we we were in the car for like two hours driving to different, you know, places. So, uh, yeah, we got the day started. Uh, top water, I started with dry dropper. Bobby started with, uh, you know, double nymph set up under an indicator and, we both had success, so um, we were really pleased how the morning turned out. But, you know, you just got to wait five minutes. The weather's going to change. Don't plan your trip based on the weather percentages. You know, like, 
you know, I heard, uh, you know, oh, well, it said 80% chance of rain every day this week. And it's like, really? Well, it's, it could say 40% chance of rain and it might, it might rain. I mean, every day. So, uh, but know that I, I really think it's a morning and evening game right now. Yeah. yeah. Terrestrials, worms, beetles, ants, man. Ants were killing it at Thunderstruck there today. Oh, really? oh my gosh. Aren't oh. ants are fantastic, Ooh. man. Ooh. Was you doing like a parachute ant? No, nah, uh, I did a Chernobyl. Oh, it's the one laying out there on the desk, the red and black one. Yeah, yeah, I saw yours. It's still laying out there. And then the hard, box. the hard, um, the hard body ant was uh, money really good too. Simple, mm-hmm. simple tie too, man. Mm-hmm. Simple tie. Yeah, so, especially on the Norvice. <laughs> well, man, so yeah, I started messing with that. That's that's, that's another conversation. But uh, yeah, man, it's it's good. Time to get on high elevation brook trout too. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's time. It's still for sure. cool up there. Yeah, yeah. I looked today at a um, weather station up uh, up above the parkway at six thousand feet. It was sixty eight degrees. Um, nice air temp, folks. Air temp. Nice. Air temp. And um, down here in the valley, it was eighty five. So that's another thing. Bobby and I both did this morning. We were both taking water temperature constantly. So keep a keep a thermometer on you this time of year. And it was sixty degrees when we started, and it warmed up to sixty six. And then we stopped. Yeah, I mean, the bike's over. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's like within a four-hour period, it went up six degrees. So that's that's where midday is tough right now. Was that surface temp or was that? That was me. I had mine maybe like two feet below water. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. In in not fast moving and not like stagnant. It was like in that kind of. It had current, but it wasn't fast. Surface water is even warmer than. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and I love how Bobby does his. His uh, thermometer. How, how many? How much feet of line do you have attached to your thermometer? It broke the last oh, time. Man. Not today, but the last time I was out. So I've only got like a couple feet of yeah line attached. To I it. got three feet. I love it. Bobby just like yeah. <laughs> just unrolled yeah. down. So right. he, he had it. I actually set up where I got like a little carabiner where I can just like clip it and let it just hang mm-hmm. for a minute or two. No, I mean it's it's a great um, it's a great tool. You got it rigged up on the boat to do that. Absolutely, too. Yeah. it's a it's a great tool. It it, well, it gives you an idea, especially if you're having some activity, and then all of a sudden it shuts off. You take the water temp, and you go, oh, wow, it's warmed up quite a bit. Um, yeah, Time to go hit the ale trail. <laughs> and, yeah. that's it. and that's what some people do. We'll go get, hit the uh, breweries. Yeah, the fly great, fishing trail, and we got the ale trail. Um, I know that I was away last last week. Dale, Dale did some tying on the Norvice, as you could hear in the last podcast, and I could kind of tell that a little bit today. In a positive note, Dale did a good job cleaning up. <laughs> but... <laughs> But uh, but but there's some things there that we want to hit, and we haven't done it this week. Today, I would just end today, first first day back, but uh, but there's a dubbing bench, some things like that that we definitely want to hit and try to get some footage of there for sure. And uh, for you folks who watched the Facebook Live event that we did for Norvice that Bobby helped out on and stuff, we appreciate that. That was a really good turnout. Hopefully, folks enjoyed those those flies there that we tied and seeing the use of of that particular tying system. So, we never um, put that up on YouTube, do we? Um, I think got, we need to put. You that need up to on. get that put up. Um, we might throw that up sometime yeah. this week along with this. And yeah, the video quality is really good on that, so you have a chance to see four flies um, yeah. being tied there and me answering some questions along the way too. So it was a maybe we'll try to put that one up Thursday because we'll put the podcast be, up with Tuesday. Maybe tomorrow. make that the Thursday post okay. or something. There you go. For YouTube. Good deal. Absolutely. Cool, cool, so, cool. Everybody good? Yeah, man. Enough time for me to, to Let's do it. All right. So I'm going to do my best to clear. try to get through here. And, and uh, I've been giving Dale a hard time about this. Watch me stumble through this here and trip all over myself. And we'll blame it on Jack and all the tears, man. So anyway. <laughs> but anyway, a special thank you to Norvice for making this episode possible. 
The good folks at Norvice believe that you deserve to expect consistency and efficiency out of your tying system. When tying on the Norvice, you will quickly see the benefits of tying flies while physically spinning the vise. This is a remarkable feature that I strongly recommend watching on the Norvice YouTube channel, or ours of course. Uh, there are a lot of great rotary vices on the market, but only the Norvice spins the hook. It is for this reason that it's been said that the Norvice is the most innovative fly tying system on the market. Never again do you have to wind the slack thread onto your bobbin spool. The Norvice Auto Bobbin does the work for you. For more information, visit www.norvice.com and check them out on YouTube to see how you can maximize your tying time by relying on the functions and benefits of the tested and true Norvice. A lot of truth to that, folks. Folks, we appreciate you listening to the Tuckcast with a splash of bourbon. Jack, good luck. We appreciate you. Signing off for Bobby the Bearded Wonder. I'm Shannon, the Big Mess Messer, and we'll catch you on the next one. Y'all take care.